president, an airline, a soccer player, a boxer, and the best hotels in Mexico City. Hello and welcome to English with Justino, a podcast designed for you to learn English vocabulary, expressions, culture, and maybe even some grammar along the way. This podcast is for those already speaking a little English at an intermediate level. The idea here is to listen and learn from a native English speaker in a natural way, the way you first learned your native language, by hearing it. Okay, forward we go. Enjoy! Welcome and good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and happy Tuesday, depending on when and where you're listening. It's been a news day, and what better way to improve your English than to hopefully listen to what you have already heard in your native language in the news. Today's news is brought to you from none other than one of my most favorite countries in the world, Mexico. I suggest you listen to this and other podcasts many times if you want to improve your English. Today there's probably not going to be transcriptions posted, or our normal past, present, and future summaries, but with luck, these stories will sound familiar. As always, please visit www.oyehustino.com to find this podcast and transcriptions to many of the other weekly stories. Listening to and following along with transcripts is a good way to learn a new language. Please send me an email and let me know what you think of the news today. I would love to hear from you. And now, to the news in Mexico. Enjoy! Mexico's president downplays Omicron, says bigger problem is the poor countries that have been abandoned. Mexico President Andres Manuel López Obrador downplayed the Omicron variant, saying the bigger problem is that poor countries have been abandoned. The Omicron variant was first discovered in South Africa on November 22nd and was labeled as a variant of concern on Friday by the World Health Organization according to Mexican officials that have said the emergence of the new variant emphasizes the need to supply more vaccines to poorer countries. It's not that the new variant is terrible, Lopez Obrador said, it's that poor countries of the world have been abandoned. However, while Mexican officials were previously against administering booster shots, they said they are developing a plan to give third shots to people over 60 in an announcement Tuesday, the Associated Press reported. It won't be long. We have the vaccines, Lopez Obrador said, noting that plans for the boosters are still being made. The move for booster shots is unlike the measures Lopez Obrador's administration has refused to employ, such as mask mandates, mass testing, and travel restrictions. In August, Assistant Health Secretary Hugo lopez Gatel said there were, was no scientific evidence to corroborate the need for booster shots, and they could be a ploy to increase sales for vaccine manufacturers. This proposal is being strongly pushed by the pharmaceutical companies, but it has been rejected by international organizations because there is no scientific evidence indicating the need for booster shots, Lopez Gatel said at the time. Currently, only about half of the country's population, 126 million, is fully vaccinated. The death toll from COVID in Mexico is nearly 450,000. The government also long-resisted vaccine to minors, but recently relented and became ad- and began administering shots to youths between 15 and 17 years old. Of special concern are the nation's teachers, almost all of whom got the CanSino Chinese vaccine in the spring. There have been suggestions that the single-dose vaccine's protections begin to wane.
and now news about airlines. Why Aeromexico will not fly for Mexico City's new international airport. Aeromexico recently confirmed it would not operate for Mexico City's brand new Felipe Angeles International Airport after much speculation whether the Mexican flag carrier would operate from the capital's newest airport once it opens in early 2022. The airline advised its, its decision was firm and that it, it would instead focus its efforts on financial restructuring. The carrier will also concentrate on strengthening its position at Mexico City's Benito Juarez Airport, where it is currently based. Aeromexico has previously indicated that due to its operations model, it prefers to maintain its base of operations at Benito Juarez Airport. There may be a market at Felipe Angeles, but for the moment, we have not seen it, Jose Zapata, Aeromexico's vice president of sales, said to the local news agency. Why would we put airlines there at this time if there are no passengers to fly? Zapata, however, stressed the airline remains open to future changes. If market conditions change, we will reanalyze it, Zapata added. As proof of its objective to grow at Benito Juarez Airport, Aeromexico said prior to its announcement about Felipe Angeles that it would move 20 flights operated by Aeromexico Connect to Terminal 1, where they haven't operated for 13 years since moving to Terminal 2. Although the Mexican government has promoted Felipe Angeles Airport as an impressive and world-class facility, some critics have deemed the airport controversial due to its construction timeline and, dis and distance from the city center. The new airport, located about 28, 28 miles north of the capital on Santa Lucia Air Force Base, broke ground in 2019 and is being built by the Mexican Army. And now some stories about sports. Arsenal to clear Marcel, Marcelo Flores for Mexico, friendly versus Chile. Arsenal have cleared Marcelo Flores to play for Mexico against Chile in a December 8 friendly in Austin, Texas, outside of the FIFA window. The call-up would be the first for the 18-year-old on Mexico's senior team. The midfielder also has the option to play for England or Canada. Arsenal Academy acknowledged the call-up via tweet saying Marcelo Flores has received his first call-up to the senior Mexico squad. Our AFCU 18 midfielder will travel to Austin for Mexico's friendly against Chile next week. Congratulations, Marcelo. We're so proud of you. Bringing in the midfielder is a significant step for the Mexican Football Federation, which is well aware of the fact that the Canadian-born midfielder also has the option to play for England or Canada. Earlier this year, Flores was included in the Canada's provisional roster for the 2021 Gold Cup. Because the upcoming Mexico game is a friendly, Flores will still be able to weigh his options for national team allegiance between the three countries. Looking ahead to 2022, Flores could become a new addition to a Mexico senior side that is coming off of two losses in the World Cup qualifying. Mexico currently sits in third in the qualifying table and need to remain in the top three in order to guarantee an automatic spot for the World Cup in 2022. And on to boxing. Andy Ruiz, ring return, is eyed for March in Mexico City. Andy Ruiz, 32, underwent knee surgery a few months ago, and for this reason, his planned December ring return was delayed. His most recent fight was in May of this year when he hit the mat, but got up to beat Chris Ariola by way of wide points decision. Mexican promoter Fernando Beltran of Zanfer Promotions revealed the possibility that Ruiz, the first heavyweight champion in the history of Mexico boxing, 
could fight in Zocalo of Mexico City in March 2022. Beltran has already spoken with Ruiz's father and also his legal representative. We already started talks with Andy's father, also with his lawyer. There is an interest and we will be looking into the possibility of having him make his return in the month of March at Zocalo in Mexico City. We hope to make it happen and provide some good news to the fans, Beltran said to ESPN Deportes. Ruiz made history in June 2019 by surprisingly stopping Anthony Joshua at the legendary Madison Square Garden in New York, and in doing so, captured four world, world titles. In December of that same year, he lost a very wide decision in a rematch to Joshua Diria of Saudi Arabia. Afterwards, Ruiz would part ways with the head trainer Manny Robles and eventually replace him with Eddie Reynoso. A few days ago, the head of the Mexican city government, Claudia Shanebaum, asked the World Boxing Council for help to be able to establish a world record of boxing practitioners in Zocalo of the Mexican capital, and Beltran took the opportunity to propose a two-day boxing event. It would be sensational if in the morning a new record could be set with thousands of practitioners of the sport that has given Mexico the most glory, and then we can offer a professional boxing show with Andy Ruiz at the helm, Beltran said. And now let's talk about another fun topic, Mexico City's hottest hotels. Considering that Mexico City ranks as one of the largest metropolises in the world, it's the biggest in North America to start high-end hotels. Hotels in town have historically been in short supply. Mexico City used to have mostly a lot of dreary three- and four-star properties that cater to business travelers, but there was nothing exciting for luxury travelers, says Zachary Rabinor, the founder of Journey Mexico, a travel company that plans upscale Mexico trips. That's changed in the last decade, says Rabinor, as the city is increasingly recognized as a vibrant destination with flourishing arts, food, design, and culture scenes. The choices today for discerning a set include properties from both international large brands and boutique locally owned names, he says. The newest is the Ritz-Carlton Mexico City, which is now accepting reservations. Located in the posh Polanco district known for its restaurants, shopping, and museums, it's a 58-story tower with views of Mexico City. The A-List is another new name of the Polanco Hotel scene, named after a British family and with an exterior that's inspired by some of the architecture in England. The fashionable property has 19 rooms, a bar with drinks created by award-winning mixologists at the famous Licoresia Limantour, and an upscale restaurant run by the celebrated Mexican chef Fernando Mar Martinez Zavala. Also set to open in Polanco, but further down the line in February, Casa Polanco, is a 19-room property in a historic mansion that's been restored to have a contemporary aesthetic and emulate the feel of visiting a close friend's home. The property will have a small spa, library, and spacious terrace meant for relaxing and alfresco dining. Meanwhile, noteworthy hotels in Mexico City that have already opened include the Four Seasons Hotel in Mexico City, which was the first property to introduce luxury accommodations in, into town when it opened more than two decades ago. Located on Paseo de la Reforma, a major thoroughfare that's lined with trees, the hotel is built in a Spanish colonial style around a serene garden courtyard with fruit trees, tropical plants, and Mexican folk art. There's a spa and swimming pool, but the drinking and dining are standouts. Circulo Mexicano, from Mexican hospitality brand Grupo Habita, is located downtown in a 19th century residential building. 
It has just 25 rooms, all with clean and airy interiors, a rooftop terrace that features a swimming pool, restaurant, and views of the National Palace. That's the news from Mexico today. I hope you have enjoyed hearing these stories, and I hope you have already heard some of these in your country as well, or if you're from Mexico, I hope you've heard them also in Spanish. What do you think of the news? Do you have any news stories to tell me about? I would love to hear what they are, and if you mention them to me, I will talk about them in a new podcast. Send me a message at english at oyahustino.com or visit our website at www.oyahustino.com to find transcripts, podcasts, and vocabulary flashcards. And again, happy Tuesday. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>